pretty nerds. 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 Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds podcast. This is your girl Fallon Deanne, and this is your girl Nay. So how's everything been going? I'm pretty good so far. Nothing too crazy. Super tired. Have not been sleeping well at all. Hopefully, I can figure out when to go to sleep at some point. <laughs> what about yourself? Um, I'm okay. Um, right there with you. Not sleeping well because of a little person, but other than it, I'm good. <laughs> all right. Well, that is good to hear. Um, let's go ahead and you know we got quite a few hot topics, so let's go ahead and jump into the hot topics for the week. Uh, I say we start off with the really, like, quick, light-hitting stuff, and then we can jump into, like, the serious stuff. So, super quick sports news, because, you know, we don't do a lot of sports, but we got to give a little bit. The fight this weekend, Conor McGregor got knocked out round two, and, yeah, it was funny as fuck. It looked about as as good as when Nate Robinson got knocked out. So, he definitely got his ass beat. As far as football is concerned, the playoff games are over. The Super Bowl is set. You have the Kansas City Chiefs will be facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, in this uh, this year's Super Bowl. It's the first time ever that a home team, being Tampa Bay, will be playing actually in their stadium. So that's something new. And then quickly kind of moving it from there, but kind of still staying in the sports realm. Congratulations are in order for Damian Lillard and his wife. Like two, I would say two or three days ago, they just had like twin babies. So cute. I felt bad for sis though, because I was looking at her face and she looked tired as fuck. Well, <laughs> 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 he took that pitch and I said, sis, I feel pain right now because she looks so tired. She looked over it. She said, you know, well, I'm not going to play with these two damn babies. <laughs> And then they already have a other little baby. Like I guess it's like a toddler now. That's all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, good luck to her with that. But congratulations <laughs> on their beautiful family. Sad news: sports legend, baseball player Hank Aaron, he did pass away. Just just super sad news around that as well. Um, Hank Aaron, such a trailblazer in sports and baseball. I mean, I don't think there's enough kind words that people could say about him that we could say about him just you know rest in peace to him and condolences to his family you know that was sad also trying to see what else i got quick larry king also passed away as well pretty he made it to what he was like 80 i don't know he was a good 80 almost 90 years old 87 or something like that i think but i know he was like late 80s he was like right there with hank as well right so, again, rest in peace to him. Condolences to his family as well. And I think, oh, last quick hitter, a congratulations to Sloan Stevens and Jesse Altador. And then the final really quick hot topic that I have is that Insecure has officially, officially begun filming its final season. Issa posted on her IG the other day that they are they started filming finally. Um, and I guess we should be expecting it. I saw sometime during the late summer. Um, even though it's like a bitter moment, I appreciate her for knowing when to call it. You know, like this is it for it. 
Yeah. I am a little shocked that they only went for five, though. Just in the sense, just because their seasons are so short, and at least to do syndication, you got to at least get 100 episodes, which typically is five seasons, but because she doesn't do enough episodes in a season. But nonetheless, like you said, I respect her knowing, having a vision and knowing how her story was going to start to how it was going to end. So I love Issa. Oh, I'm... I think we already talked about this previous though, like Han, Jasmine, Sullivan doing a whole little hotel thing. I'm like, I'm still excited about this, but I know we already talked about this. I'm just, I'm just waiting on if they're gonna actually do it, like pull the trigger. Let's let let us know what's good. Listen, is it coming? What's gonna happen? Like, <laughs> hurry up! I'm ready. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the bigger, messier topic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. I still think this one is kind of light. So we'll start here with the Salt and Pepper bio movie. Um, it just premiered on Lifetime, actually, right before we started recording. I pulled it up. I saw that it was on there. So I think I'm going to take a look at it tonight. Maybe, I don't know, maybe tomorrow, whatever. But at some point, I'll probably check it out. Needless to say, Spinderella is not happy about it. She took to, um, I think it was IG or either Twitter. To let people know that she wouldn't be supporting it just because she felt like she wasn't included in the process of it. Your thoughts? For the life of me, I understand how they could not include her. Be like, she was like in the central part of the group. And how are you going to tell the story of Sod and Pepper without Spinderella? Like, it was really confusing. And I think. Salt got on there trying to break it down even more, was talking in circles. Yeah, I just, I don't get it, but at the same time, I'm like, girl, it's lifetime. Just leave it alone. I ain't really did good with nobody, but I could just let it, let that ride. Right. I think, though, if anything, it just really teaches a lesson to a lot of people who are up and coming as artists. Especially when you go into those, into like group situations like that, that are already pre-established and you're just kind of like the replacement to kind of really make sure that you got your paperwork and your numbers and shit right. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that's what, that's what this all kind of boiled down to is that they were salt and pepper within a different DJ Spinderella originally. And then the new, the spin, the DJ that they originally got rid of, she was relieved of her duties and they brought in the DJ Spinderella that we have now. And I mean, she never really got her paperwork right so that she was made an equal, an equal person in the group. She was always just considered the DJ. So just that she never made herself like you had run DMC and Jam Master. But yeah, he made himself an equal part of the group run dmc you know what i'm saying but with spinderella she never got her paperwork and shit right to where she was an equal part of the group she was just considered you know what i'm saying the add-on like the dj she wasn't a part of the actual group salt and pepper so when they tour and they do all the stuff under the name salt and pepper salt and pepper split the money as the two group members and they just pay her as a dj you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is, and I think from, like, I was just reading, of course, some of the comments. And then I remember in the past as well, be like, y'all, like, 
they have always like it's treated her horribly like for her contribution because I'm like I mean yeah I don't know. And like I said, so whole explanation. I'm like, so you just don't talk around in circles. Get it. Basically. Basically. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, to all up and coming, make sure you get your paperwork right. Make sure you are an equal um, in the group that you are being paid equally within the group. So it's all three of y'all. All three of y'all should be being paid the same as a group member. Make sure you are part of that license, you know what I'm saying? That licensing so that you're getting some of those dollars. Because that's essentially that's the issue. Is that she her just being seen as the DJ was considered I we could pay anybody to be DJ Spinderella. You know what I mean? That's essentially what they were saying. Miss. Yeah. Completely. Also, complete mess. Before Donald Trump left office, he decided to throw a quite a few pardons around. One of those pardons landed Kodak Black, another to Little Wayne. Yeah. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I guess for me, I'm like, child, okay. I just didn't like how Kodak Black was acting about it. And I'm like, okay, bro. I mean, why are you doing this? I don't know. Like, I didn't, I don't know. I was just like, I mean, you still gonna go to jail for rape. So, have it. I kind of saw it coming, though, especially, like, well, not the Kodak Black one. Lil Wayne, I did kind of see it coming because I'm like, you made that whole little statement in the campaign, which we see now you weren't doing it for free. Um, or because you even realized, agree with him. It was more like, I need to get these charges off my back. But other than that, like, I, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't think Kodak Black deserves a pardon, but I do want him to stand trial for his sexual assault case, which he is. And yeah, I mean, his whole list, I'm like, just to be on that list of pardons with him, I think when I was reading the list, it was maybe like two or three people on there where I was like, oh yeah, they should have been pardoned the rest of them. I'm like, so you just, you pardon the whole list of thieves. Basically, basically. <laughs> um and co- to be completely honest with you, I mean, I may be in the the minority and thinking I don't. I'm with you. I didn't think Kodak deserved a pardon. The, the, the sexual assault charge that he is accused of is horrific and it's disgusting. And I'm frankly disgusted on how many people campaign to be pardoned, knowing the type of charge that he still faces for sexual assault, like. Just imagine if he's convicted of that. Your name is going to forever be attached to being somebody who vouched for him. So hopefully, like I said, I mean, he he still going to get his day in court. You know, everybody deserves their day in court. So we shall see what comes of it. Um, South Carolina already said he will stand trial for the sexual assault case now. So we shall see. I hope that guy don't hear the scoop his ass up. Trash. Absolutely. Moving on from that swiftly, let's go ahead and jump into, we'll do this Trey Song arrest and then we'll get into the whole Danny Lee mess. So let's start with Trey Songs first and foremost. Um, I told you guys that the there were playoff games that took place this weekend. There was a playoff game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Um, after the game, Trey Songs was there and he was subsequently arrested for 
uh, resisting arrest, trespassing. We saw a video of it. He had like a whole officer in the headlock. Nonetheless, this this could have actually really went a whole different way if we're going to be completely honest. I think the fact that he was a celebrity is the reason that this didn't go a whole nother way. Um, because I just can't imagine any regular old me, you, or anybody off the street being able to put a police officer in a headlock and walking away from it. And out of jail today. Like, like um, and then his reasoning behind it was crazy because it's because you didn't want to wear a mask. That is, like, that is the, and so we have, we have to say allegedly. Allegedly. That's the, that is the rumor right now. We don't know the full story. There are people who claim that witnesses claim that that was not the case, but according to right now, what the police are saying is that he refused to wear a mask, put on a mask, which is why he was subsequently kicked out, and then when he refused, arrested. The kind of more on that, but I 100% agree with you. If his dumb ass and all of that just because you didn't want to re- wear a mask, disgust me. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm hoping to be like, bro, please, later, because I can't imagine. I'm like, why? Put your goddamn mask on. I don't care if you're outside or not. There's still people around. Put your mask on. Right. <laughs> I just don't put it. And I was like, I think now, like, we. We, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just like, we're at the point now where, like, where you got to wear a mask. Like, put the damn mask on. Right. And what makes it worse is, is that he, quote unquote, actually had COVID. So, True. he shouldn't we even like to- really have it. He shouldn't have anything against putting on a goddamn mask. And you're not immune to it. Be like, Donald Trump, you can't get it again. Right. So, I don't know. I guess we gotta, like you said, wait and see on that story to see what else kind of develops from that. And all right, so this one is pretty much this one is fairly. It's kind of been all over the internet for the past couple of days. I debated in my head on whether I really wanted to talk about it and give it the energy because I feel like I saw a quote from somebody who said that it's almost becoming the new thing to piss off black women. So that, you know what I'm saying? So that yeah. you, your career can pop or buzz or, you know, just to create some, some noise around your name. But nonetheless, I feel like it is an important conversation to have. So we will discuss it. Danny Lee, she previewed a record called Yellowbone that she has. First and foremost, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to say it. It sounded like trash. <laughs> Flat straight out trash. <laughs> it did not sound the little snippet she played did not sound good. That's number one. But number two, the record was called Yellow Bone. And all the only I mean, the part that you heard, you could clearly hear, no matter what how she tries to justify it, um, and we'll get into that in a minute, you could clearly hear that it was supposed to be a flex that she was like you know what I'm saying? I'm light skinned and I'm, you know what I'm saying? He chose me because I'm light skinned, basically. <laughs> like, I, it, that was the whole flex. That was her whole flex in the record, like, if we're going to be completely honest. But uh, first, give me your thoughts on the record and then we'll kind of get into her phony ass apology and then the people who are kind of defending her. So the record is trash. When I heard it, I was like, okay, uh, 
Yeah, it was the whole thing for me. I'm like, the song is trash. The beat was trash. I I just don't get it. And I'm like, I'm going to say the rest of my comment, but I'm like, I don't think she that attractive either. Listen, see, I just, listen, I didn't want to be the one to say, (laughs) I don't want to come off as a hater. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to refrain from speaking on her looks. But I, I will look, I, I will say that I, I don't get it. But that exotical type definitely they they um they get passes that other girls don't. I can tell you that because like you said, I I I could probably name ten, twenty girls who topping her, but and not to even like I don't believe in like putting women against each other, but I'm like, I just don't it's not cause she likes skin, she just not You don't see a four, you don't see a four. No. <laughs> I'm like, she's just, she playing. Like, I don't get the. Get the hype around her. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes back to you just being light-skinned is like enough. Right. Which leads me to the second part portion of it. Um, Her phony-ass apology. Well, first and foremost, let's, let's, let's start from the, the beginning. She first double down on it and she decided to pull the I dare you with the only God can cancel me bullshit and swiftly learned that oh for real because yes, <laughs> your career already wasn't that popping to begin <laughs> and so when that kind of backfired on her she decided to come to the internet with this fake ass phony apology that in my opinion made it worse um it sounded like one of those white folks who say well i have black friends basically she said that she has a chocolate boyfriend and she has chocolate friends so she's not a colorist i know (laughs) (laughs) that was what i shoot i was like see yeah be like we too far in this century she even in 2021 to be doing this. Um, and I did see a post where somebody made the statement. Um, and this was from Uppity Nigris, Nigris. Sorry if I'm saying the name wrong. Where she was saying our outrage has become currency speaking, you know, in relation to Danny Lee. And I'm like, it's so true. I'm like, put your name out there. You know, we going to make black people mad, you know, and it's just. Be like, bro, ain't nobody really, and it's not even, I'm not even going to say so much as black people, black women, and not even so much that like, oh, we stay angry or anything like that, but be like, bro, the most of the consumers of your music is not the baby fans, it's not anybody else other than black women, right. but your majority of your fan base, and I'm like, I just didn't, I ain't like her explanation, like you said, it was like, uh, Oh, I got I got a chocolate boyfriend. Your point is, this goes back to history. White women used to sleep with black men and still enslave them, still beat them, still get them killed. So what are we doing? Child, listen. Ugh. And then and it, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets worse. Then we have Charlemagne, the guy decides to get on the breakfast club. And to me, this is this to me bothered me even more than Danny Lee. Because for Charlemagne to 
quote unquote surround himself with these educated black women that he surrounds himself with to be on all these different shows talking about all this political thing. You know what I mean? For him to quote unquote be so have so much knowledge about the culture and about what's going on for him then to get on his radio and say some ignorant shit as if he said, I don't understand what the problem is. She's light skinned. Why can't she make a record bigging up light skinned women? Did what did people have a problem with brown skinned girl? Um, it's bigging up brown skin. Like, and I just was like, He's got to be fucking kidding me. He's got to be fucking kidding me. And then you have other black men, including, I think, a stylist, EJ King, um, coming to her defense saying, I know her, she's my friend, and I'm chocolate, so I know. You know, the f- it just, shit like that is what aggravates the fuck out of me because y'all are not blind. Y'all are not dumb as fuck. Nobody is saying that the girl is a bad girl, but let's be completely honest. She's ignorant in in the regards to that. You know what I mean? She's ignorant in it. And if you are truly her friend, you call her on her bullshit and be like, nah, this was fucked up, sis. And I, I'm just going to be flat out honest. Like when people get a whole breakdown, oh, she Dominican, she black. Just because you're from the Dominican, any other Caribbean island, it don't matter where you're from. That does not make her black. Like, flat out. I mean, I just feel like if you got less than 50% of black in your little DNA, like, I don't, huh? And I'm like, we have to come to realization, yeah, black people are on those islands. When you think about Brazil, when you think about the Dominican and other places, yeah, black people were on the Africans were on those islands, but you forget about they were also settled by Spanish people. Everybody didn't meet. So it's definitely possible to be Dominican, <laughs> Cardi B, and be white. It's possible for you to be Latina and be white. I'm like, everybody's okay. not Afro. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, I'm over that trend with everybody from Caribbean or the Latin, you know, Latino, just cashing in when it's profitable. And then be like, well, no, that's not, I'm not like that, or I'm not black, or I'm like, just because you're from that island and you're even, that does not mean that they are black. And I'm like, yeah, that just irks me. But then it also pisses me off is the way that as black folks, we pick and choose. Like, I saw y'all have a whole outrage in we canceling Gina Rodriguez because she said the N-word because, oh, she's a white Latina. What's the difference between her and, and Cardi Her and Cardi B's parents are the same complexion. Listen, and I'm so sick of people. Cardi B, but Cardi B is not black. Both of Cardi B's parents, white as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I get that she has, no one's saying that they're not afro that they don't have African blood within them. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's saying that. But if you go back and you look at their parents and both their parents is white, just because you gotta go back, you go back two or three generations and they got a a, a black great grandmama or a black great granddad, you know what I mean? Like, I, right? That's I don't know if we can justify that. 
right for me and people can call it gatekeeping or whatever and i do think we ought to gatekeep blackness because it is unique and we do pass it out too much and give people too many passes but i'm like they're not black and i'm like and they don't even go with the phenotype i'm like you don't have to ask for neither one of my parents to look at me and be like she black right and my mom looks like a lighter skin and i'm like even with my mom i'm like my mom light skin she just got a tan probably like 10 15 years ago that stuck with her you don't have to look at her and be like let me see her parents and see if they look because she don't look no she look black even as a light-skinned black woman right agreed agreed um I don't know. It's just something. Um... And I'm like, the baby, I question him as well because I'm like, you got black ass kids. Ah. And not saying that in a bad way, but you got black ass kids. Hmm. Ah. So why do you feel like, because I, I saw this rumor floating around too, where they said that the record was almost in a, in a sense was supposed to be like taking shots at his baby mama Mimi. I do think that's true. Cause it like the I I one hundred it's like how you said it first like oh he chose me and he chose me and I'm yellow yeah cause that's I mean that's what I got from the hook I'm gonna be completely honest when I first heard the hook I said oh she trying to flip on his uh his baby mama cause she dark skin that's really honestly that's what I when I saw the hook and I was like is this really what we doing like you flexing because you like skin and she not like because I'm like, to be honest, he chose her, but she she decided she didn't want to fuck with him no more. Right. And if she want to fuck with him tomorrow, guess where he going back? He going to be on Meet Me Instagram again. <laughs> and you going to be out here talking about you focusing on you and your career. Yeah, that's what I get. But I'm like, so you trying to shit on his baby mama saying that he chose you because you yellow or he chose a yellow, like, or you some type of upgrade. I'm just, help me understand. That's what I'm saying. Make it make and sense. And in 2021, baby, why are you still presenting yourself with your color, your, like the color of you first? Right. Like, Okay. And that was another thing that got me about her apology as well. Your record is called Yellow Bone. You were saying that you was just trying to celebrate your skin tone the same way that brown skin girls do or black girls do. And then in in the same breath, you came out and said, but I don't see color. <laughs> huh? So then uh, how, why do you need to make a record celebrating your skin tone? Like, I don't, I don't get it. And I can 100% bet her and the people that are taken up for her are on that reverse colorism shit, which just like racism, there's no such fucking thing. There's no such thing as reverse racism. There's no such thing as reverse colorism. You being, it's it's not, it doesn't exist. I'm like, you're literally arguing against, hey, darker people are, have longer sentences in jail. They're treated different. They are turned down for jobs. They're turned, like, even in Hollywood, it's it's very apparent. So what are you celebrating? Right. You're right. liking the same boat as white power. What, what are you, what? Agreed. Then you made a trash song. I'm like, it'll be, it ain't different or better, but it ain't even a bop. It's just trash. Listen. 
the way I see it is, as I always say, if you're going to die on the hill, let that shit be five. Right. <laughs> Listen, that's the hill you're going to choose to plant your flag on? Damn. Oh, man. man. Like, when I heard it, I was like, this... Yeah, she trash. And like I said, again... The beat, look, the beat was horrible, too. That's a- right. <laughs> I was like, so, maybe you need a feature on this song, because this, your verse, your part, it ain't doing it. We hard. Just like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Before, we, before we leave this topic, I actually saw something, a question that was posed on... Um, one of the blog sites, and I want to get your opinion on it. So, one of the blogs posted, they said, um, and it was a quote from a young lady, and I'm sorry to get her her handle, but um, she said, so, she said, so, devil's advocate, how come for for black women if they say that they only date dark-skinned men and not light-skinned men, or they don't like light-skinned men, is it not called into question the same way as if uh, black men say they only date light-skinned girls and um, not dark-skinned girls? What are your thoughts? I, I don't know if this is technically a double say. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to take myself for an example. Um, I'm not attracted to light-skinned men. Like, I chocolate me all the way. But it's not from a place of disgust or that I'm totally turned off from light-skinned men. If I find a light-skinned man and he's attractive, like, yeah, I date you. You're not totally out of my dating pool. It's like, but I want, like, I like dark skin. And it's not, like I said, from a place of disgust or when you hear people, and it may be for some Black women, but I think for an overwhelming majority, it's just like, you know, listen, I like chocolate. It's not because I want my children hair to be a looser, you know, texture. It's not this is the closest that I can get to a white and still be accepted in, you know, a black circle. Um, I'm not calling, you know, light skinned men, you know, crunchy and you know, it's not I don't it doesn't come to me from black women with all the the insults and the you know, putting down, like, I just, I don't, yeah. So it matters for some people, but yeah. So do, so do you feel like in a sense for, um, for, in your opinion, you feel like it, it, when it comes to black women and their, that it is the true definition of preference as opposed to the one that black men try to play off as preference. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, do think it comes down to preference and I'll even rewind it like when I think the 90s was an era though I think with black women with light skin men it was more oh I want my baby to look like this so I want this but I like I think now when we go past me like oh I want I like dark skin I do think it's just like it's a preference and it comes from um, again the 90s when you had the the bars brothers it's like oh light skin light skin light skin and I'm like and then you get more chestnut come through like mm. Maybe I was missing out on something, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I just think now, it's just like, listen, I like, like I said, I use myself as an example. I like dark skin. Light really just ain't, you know, not my forte. But I don't turn it down. It's like, okay, it's just no because, yeah, this is it. Or I'm this 
light-skinned men as being something disgusting or degrading or, you know, like, they not beat on or something like that. I just, yeah. It's, yeah. And see, I feel like that's, that's the space that I feel like we all need to get to. Um, I think a lot of us are there, but you know, social media and the media will try to play it off as if there's this like this huge gender, this huge gender war. But I think a lo- the the vast majority of us understand preferences. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that black women get upset if you know black men prefer say I, my preference is a light skinned woman or my preference is a dark skinned woman or my preference is a white woman. I think that. And I think that that goes by first. I don't think black men get upset if black women say my preference is a dark skinned man or my preference is a light skinned man or my preference is, you know, a white guy or Hispanic guy or whatnot. I think that it's the bashing aspect that come that creates the issue, that creates the problem. And I think that if your preference is built on um if if basically if you have to give a preface to why your preference isn't, you know, and it's it bashing the other, the other counterpart, then that's not truly a preference. So nonetheless, you know what I mean? But I don't really hold no cards in there because I like them all. Anywho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So now let's jump into, I feel like, let me see. I think I got, we may have one more. No, 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 wait. I think Danny Lee might have been it. Did we say congrats to Tiana Taylor um, on her? She just dropped her first collab with Pretty Little Things as the creative director. I saw some of the pictures. She looked gorgeous as usual. She's her mom as one of the models. Her mom looks fucking fantastic. Um, Um, I just, the whole family's fucking gorgeous, but, um, congrats to her on that, and I want to do, I do want to quickly, I know, um, you said you didn't watch the videos, and I really didn't watch the videos, because I already knew the subject topic of it, but the Rasby Chris Stokes, Marcus Houston thing is coming back up, um, Rasby has been going really hard about wanting his, you know, to speak his piece and wanting to tell his truth. It's taken many, 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 many years uh, because he came out with this information, what, early 2000s, where he said that, you know, he was molested by Chris Stokes. He's been, he originally people laughed at him. Now, finally, people are willing to listen to him. Um, But unfortunately, Chris Stokes and his legal team Marcus Houston, his legal team is really trying to fight, uh, fight to silence him. Raz B has gone on to say, well, if I'm lying, he said, I'm willing to take a polygraph to say I'm not lying. Are you? So, I mean, I'm, in all honesty, my only thoughts on this is I just want to see Raz B get some semblance of justice or peace. Whatever comes up, it comes of the situation, you know? Yeah. It's one of those situations where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know. It's like one of those things, like he deserves to speak his truth and can't nobody take that away from him. Be like, bro, if whatever, um, 
I believe victims, and I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, that I just it was like kind of triggering for me, but yeah, I believe him one hundred percent. Like, not gonna lie. Ooh, all I'm gonna say is his story ain't never changed. That's all I'm saying. Right. True. He ain't never wavered, and it ain't never changed. So take it out how you want to take it. You know. Oh, and this is the last one. I forgot because we didn't record last week, so we didn't get to bring it up. I know we said we were tired of talking about Meg and Tori, but I thought that this was interesting. Um, and I feel like this turn of events is interesting. So did you see when out of the blue, um, the day after the election, because they were scheduled to have a court date on, um, not election, um, on the inauguration day. And the day after, people got up their, you know, blogs and everything started quickly throwing out and reporting that because they didn't see a new court date up, that the charges were dropped against um, Tory Lanez. To which then Meg had to, was forced to come out and say, no, it's not true. It was just pushed back. And then even Tory's people said it just that the blog who posted it was lying, that the date had just been pushed back, um, and that. You know, um, it was still an ongoing case. So my thing with that was, have you noticed how how it seems like, I guess, all of like the blogs, the media and everything like that, it's almost like they've made Megan this bad, you know what I mean? Like the bad guy, I want to say. And it was so crazy how I noticed, I don't think, I know a lot of the bigger blogs ran with it. I don't think Shade Room did. If they did, they went ahead and deleted the shit real quick. Right. Um, but it was like, oh, let me hurry up and just put this out here. And like, so y'all didn't check no resources, journalism. And I don't, it just, it really irked me because, of course, reading the comments, it's like, I knew she was lying, I knew blah, blah, blah. Why would they drop the charge if she wasn't lying? Why are y'all so harped on making her out a fucking liar? Mm. Y'all are more focused on making her a liar than holding Tory Lanez accountable for shooting her. Facts. Like, I just don't fucking understand that. Like, y'all would rather in y'all head reconcile her being a liar, saying that she got shot by him, than him actually being a fucking criminal and a person that shot her. Be like, he can come out with a whole fucking album and say, I didn't do it. And the evidence can be to the contrary. Agreed. I, I, that's why, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I just think that it's, it's strange. Like, like you said, like they were so quick, no sources checked, no nothing to throw that up, knowing the bashing that was going to ensue against her. Oh, even for Tory team, they let her get a lot of heat for a little minute before they came and said, like, hey, nah, it's pushback. Thank like, you. she literally had to come on there and say something first. Thank you. Like, that's the, that's my thing. Like, I'm like, it's almost as if he re- that he's relishing in the fact that people don't want to believe her. And it's typical behavior of black and abuser. Like, just being honest, it's like, I don't, like, he's saying back, I don't have to do the dirty work, technically, which I do think, I do believe, Meg, when she says something, it's his team putting out some of the bullshit. 
but it's crazy because like we're not a fucking jury but i can understand like it's we're in the public they're in the public eye but yeah it's like i don't know and i even for like some of the moves that he make it's like he's taunting her as well right um far as like you know the tweets of when she, i think when body dropped and he was like, you can do all that, but you can't do it on the... Like, bro, go somewhere and sit down, Daystar. Right? Okay. The billboard when she was performing for New Year's in New York. And I'm like, we're not a fool. We know that you're talking about her. Anywho, I just wanted to bring that up because that, that was a story that I know happened last week. But I felt like it was a big story that we didn't get a chance to cover. So I wanted to bring that up. But other than that, that's it for Hot Topics. You ready to jump into relationships? Yes, my- All right, so this week we do have one relationship question, and that relationship question is, if your significant other asks you to get rid of your socials, would you? Why or why not? Um, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Social media for me, and it's not, I don't know. To me, for me, it's an outlet, and I know whatever people like you can find a new one but i i enjoy social media i feel like i use social media for what it's intended for yeah i just it'll be enough for me be like i don't see the need for me to not be on social media to make my relationship work and i ain't i ain't cheating on there i use it for what it's intended for i enjoy it so yeah it's enough for me so i agree i actually say that my answer as well is no Because I'm with you. Like, social media for me is, I get a lot of good laughs from there. It was some funny shit, man. The memes, you have me laugh. Um, I get some good recipes off of there. Some good workout tips. Like, I mean, I feel like that's what social media is for. Like you said, to really, you know, get some good information. Well, shit, in my opinion, some good information. There do be some shit on there, but... There'd be some, you know, really good information that's kind of being passed on um, from different different people, different entrepreneurs. Um, I joined that new app, Clubhouse, um, getting all kind of different knowledge about how to open a business, how to start a business, find vendors, you know. So, and, I, you know, I, I watched some YouTube videos about finding vendors. So, I mean, all these different social ma- media platforms definitely provide different outlets and provide different, you know, resources and tips. And so I feel like, nah, I'm not going to get rid of my social media just to play Kate Trevillian. And that's why, like, my husband, he doesn't do social media at all. And he's like, I can't see how you do Facebook. Uh, Sir, you argue argue with people on YouTube. So that's how I do. Same way you (laughs) argue with people on YouTube is why I be on Facebook. (laughs) Leave me alone. Lord. (laughs) Oh, you two make me laugh. <laughs> oh, all right. So that is all that we have for relationships this week. Let's go ahead and jump into the new music, new books, new TV, and all of that jazz. Or just any type of recommendations or anything that you want us to recommend to the people? Um, Nothing on my end, other than the new episodes of Criminal Minds are on Hulu. They're not on Netflix, which is crazy because Netflix got, I think, seasons 1 through 12. And then the rest of the seasons are on Hulu. 
I love Criminal Minds. I'm not sure about everybody else out here that listens, but I love them. So I was excited about it. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I've pretty much been catching up on. Wait, so they split them? Like I knew, yeah. I knew Criminal Minds was on Netflix. I just thought they had all the seasons and then Hulu picked up the last little couple of seasons too. But I didn't know that Netflix like stopped at a certain point. Yeah, Netflix is one, uh, one through twelve, and then I think Hulu is thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, mm, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on my end, I watched One Night in Miami on Amazon Prime or Amazon. It was really good. Salute to Regina King. It was her directorial debut. Debut. She did amazing. It's an amazing movie. I enjoyed it. I recommend it to folks. It's just another one of those instances where you get to see these big, giant public figures that we know of from Muhammad Ali to Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, um, Jim Brown, these big kind of figures. You just get to see them as men, you know, with friendships and the things that they were dealing with on a day-to-day and and seeing how they interacted amongst each other. So it was interesting. I enjoyed it. Um, Like I said, I'd recommend it for folks if you just want something to watch. It's not a long watch, so I feel like you'll enjoy it. And salute to Regina because, again, she did an incredible job with directing that story. And I know there was some controversy because the guy who plays Malcolm X is, I think, British- but he did a great job, so please miss me with that controversy bullshit because he did a good job, okay? Um, <laughs> and then I also, um, after Fallon told me she watched it, I went and I watched Bridgerton. I watched it with my mama. So I will say that, like you, it's it's in the middle for me. Like, it's not a bad show. It wasn't, like, great. I feel like it was overhyped. I definitely know that if I wasn't watching with my mother, I probably would have um, either turned it off or fell asleep on it and then turned it <laughs> off. <laughs> it just wasn't for me. I will I will fully, fully admit it just wasn't for me. But I kind of knew that going in. Period pieces just are not my favorite. They have to have something in it to draw me in, maybe like a name from history or just something to draw me in. And it just, it wasn't it for me. But Congratulations to Shonda Rhimes because I heard that it's going to get picked up for um has I think eight books and so they're gonna they're already saying that they're gonna do all eight seasons but I'm not gonna hold Netflix to that because the moment yeah, if, if it starts to drop they're gonna cancel it. I said no, nah, I was just saying Netflix will cancel in a minute. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I know people are getting their hopes up for that, but I was like. If it doesn't do as great second season, they'll probably give it a third. And if that third season don't pick up, it'll be a bye. So don't don't get your hopes up, y'all. But nonetheless, congratulations to Shonda Rhimes on the success of her show. And then on the music side, so this song isn't new. But again, this is why I love Tidal because like when I'm at the gym or whatever, like I don't like to have to like skip through records. I just want to let the little playlist play through. So title gives me really good playlist. And I'll admit, I didn't really like this song when I first, first heard it. But now that I've heard it a couple of times in, in on my little playlist or whatever, it's the PND and Rihanna record, Believe It. I kind of dig it. I kind of like it. So I've been listening to that. And our guy, Wale, 
He dropped a new record it's called Good Vibes, Zaza. I mean, Wale just, he just does good for my soul. So <laughs> he doesn't miss. So I enjoy Wale's record. So it's a good record. I'd recommend it. So yeah, go check it out. So anything else on your end? Nothing else for me. All right. So then I'm going to jump into this week's nerd moment of the week. Um, I have quite a few things, so I'm going to try to run through them as quickly as I can. So, first and foremost, obviously, we know WandaVision. It has premiered on Disney+. Plus. They've got the first three episodes up. I'm going to wait to do a full review on WandaVision once it actually gets through all eight or nine episodes that it's going to have. Eight episodes. Eight episodes that it's going to have, because I don't want to give any spoilers. So I'm going to give you guys time to watch it. Also, it has been reported that the Flash season premiere, uh, season seven premiere has been pushed back to March 2nd. That is due to the fact that Superman and Lois, which is premiering on February 23rd, they are getting basically an hour and 30 minute premiere show and then like a 30, another 30 minute, like just introduction show um, to them. So. I guess good news in that um, people, the previews for Superman and Lois or whatever, it looks pretty good. Their CGI looks amazing. I think they got, they definitely got the HBO Max budget for their CGI. So it looks way better than the typical CW CGI. So we shall see how the actual, the actual, um, the show actually is. Also on HBO Max, there is apparently a Harry Potter TV series in the works. So got to kind of wait and see on that. It's kind of sparse on details, but there is supposedly a show that's going to be coming. I don't know what it's going to be about yet, um, who's going to be in it. But nonetheless, they're saying it's in the works over there at HBO Max. Also, I do want to let you know that on Netflix, the final season of The Magicians has finally arrived. So. Um, you guys know how I felt about the magicians. I liked the magicians a whole bunch. The final season, though, was not my favorite. But nonetheless, it is available up on HBO Max. If you guys, I'm not HBO Max on Netflix. If you guys want to check it out, and I also finally, finally, finally watched Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I wanted to catch it before it actually left HBO Max. Ah. Uh, uh, I, I will agree with the reviews of it. It was not good at all. Um, the first one was good. The second, this, uh, it's just another, another kind of, I guess, justification of why Marvel is beating, um, DC because they just don't do movies well. It was not, <laughs> it was not good at all. <laughs> um, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I tried to come, like, I literally sat, for a couple hours to try to come with like some good reviews or some something good that came from it and the, the only thing I could land on was like the little gold suit that she had on in the movie was cute like it looked cool on her but aside from that like the movie itself just was not good so which I was surprised by because the first one was actually decent so nonetheless I think DC has to do some retooling um if they're going to continue with the whole DC universe with the films and things, they've got to do some retooling and, and try to figure out, one, how 
Because I think the success that Marvel had was because of how kind of cohesive, even though everybody had their own individual stories, they all kind of played a part. You know what I mean? Like, we all look forward to, like, I got to sit and watch the end credits to, you know, to this movie or that movie so I know how it ties into the next and then. I mean, their whole universe tied in together. And now even with their TV shows coming, um, it's going to tie back into the universe. And I feel like with DC, it's just so disjointed. And this just the film quality just is not good. Like, they have a hit or miss film every blue moon. Like, so nonetheless, it just wasn't a good film. If you did watch it, I mean, it's been on HBO Max since Christmas. Or if you watched it in the movie theaters, um then I'm sorry <laughs> that you wasted money on that. But, um, nonetheless, yeah, it just wasn't a good film at all. And last but not least, my na- last kind of point. So I did watch the new show on Netflix called Fate, the Wink, the Wink Saga. So it has about six episodes. It's basically a show about fairies and like a school of fairies and, and all of that jazz. I'm not going to give too many spoilers because it did just debut last Friday. But I will say, I'm going to go ahead and give you my grade on it and say it's a low D. It's not good. Um, <laughs> I was very disappointed in it. But then when I saw who was kind of the producer of it. So the producer of the show is someone who used to be a producer on the Vampire Diaries. And I said to myself, oh, okay. And, and for those of you guys out there in nerd realm, who knows, uh, you got, we all know that if they came from the school of Julie Peck, who was the um, creator of the Vampire Diaries, then we kind of know what to expect from the show. So basically, they only have like one person of color on the show, a black, one black girl. And her color, her, her character is basically reduced to similar to the way Bonnie was on the Vampire Diaries. She's the worry wart. She has to worry about her little roommate, the main character girl. Um, and she basically has to take care of everybody. Like she's reduced to just like, uh, it just makes, it just pisses me off. Just think about it. So, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, it just wasn't good. And I feel like when you had a, the concept that they had really was a good concept. Um, I mean, a school of fairies. Fairies are cool. It came from a cartoon, even though now the cartoon has kind of been watered down to be on Nickelodeon. But the original cartoon is an Italian cartoon, and it was kind of like a, um, they called it like a hippy-dippy, you know how, what is that, what is it when they used to say, like, you used to go on, like, a hippie trip or whatever like that, um, like you were taking drugs or some shit. So it's supposed to be one of those things you kind of expect with it coming to Netflix and having no rules that they would lean into that side a little bit more. But they basically leaned in full young adult drama and they didn't do it in a good young adult way. It's just cliche, just really bad. So, yeah, I give it a D. I would say if you can't sleep like I couldn't sleep that day when I watched it because it is only six episodes then maybe check it out. But other than that, skip it because it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it for um, the nerd moment of the week. Um, Anything else on your end, Valentina? Nothing else for me? 
All right. So I do want to say thank you guys so much per usual for listening. I do also want to say that I'm going to try my best to with these nerd moments really kind of lean in a little bit. I know that I make them a little short. And I mean, we are the pretty nerds and I'm supposed to be giving you all a little bit more juice and not spending as much time on hot topics. So I'm going to try to really lean in some more on some of the nerd topics um, so that this just doesn't turn into like the same old, same old formula of hot topics and, you know, all that stuff like that. We want to give you guys more, more content than just that. So I'm going to definitely do some better research, give you guys some better reviews, get that blog up and running hopefully this week, knock on some wood, (laughs) Um, and uh, really try to give you guys some more content. But per usual, again, thank you guys so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your week. Good night, guys. Good night.